All right, welcome to week eight of the Helped Podcast. Today, we are going to get into the quote-unquote customer experience. Uh, what do you mean, quote-unquote customer experience? Well, you know, everybody's a customer. and In this case, we're going to talk about the customer experience from our perspective, us as the customer. But first, Matt with announcements. Oh, I really should see this <laughs> coming by now. Uh, it's Veterans Day, uh, so thank you to all those who have served. Yes, thank you. I get what you mean by everyone's a customer. It's the other side of everything is sales. No matter what position you're in, you need to be selling yourself, selling your, your abilities. But now tell me a little bit more about this quote-unquote customer experience of ours. Well, it's no secret we're a startup. And as such, we're interacting with a bunch of different people, different companies, different individuals. And we've had a couple of experiences where we just haven't gotten a good customer experience. The first one that comes to mind is a candidate. You know, um, this isn't a sales thing. This is something where we were offering a potential position to a candidate um, that completely ghosted us. Uh, we had a, a great initial conversation, and then we ended up trying to make follow-up meetings, and we weren't able to get those to actually happen. It's an unusual job market right now. I, I guess maybe it's for the best that we found out he wasn't the best candidate for us now. Better that he ghosted us than ever ghost a customer. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, right? That's not the type of person that we'd want to have here, uh, but it's still something where it was a communication failing. If he would have said, hey, I'm not interested, or hey, I need to reschedule, or, or something like that before it passed what we were expecting, then it would have been a completely different story. How about this one? Um, similar thing. This is an individual as well. But we had a person that was interested in becoming a partner of ours that uh, actually approached us and said, I'm really excited about what you guys are doing, and I'd like to hear more. So we had a meeting, we, we talked through what we were doing, and it seemed like the excitement was rising. Uh, but then ultimately, uh, we tried to do some follow-up meetings, uh, one in person, and nothing happened. Ghosted again. Yeah, it would have been great to bring them on board. I think they could have been a mm -hmm. valuable addition to the team. And, and, you know, the bigger problem is maybe they weren't interested. Maybe they could have just called and, and said, hey, this this isn't a fit. This This isn't for me. But now by not calling, by not giving us any sort of reason... It's a burned bridge. This is someone where maybe this wasn't a fit, but maybe next time there would have been a better fit. Maybe there would have been a chance for us to work together. It'll always stick in our mind now that this is uh, somebody who's a flake. This is somebody that we can't really rely on because we don't know when they might just disappear. In this day and age, we expect things almost instantly. You know, Matt, when you send an email to somebody, when do you expect a response? As soon as possible. As soon as possible. All right. So I'm sure you think to yourself, all right, I expect a response as soon as possible. But that's not necessarily realistic. So I'm going to kind of temper my expectations. But your expectations are still that you're going to get some sort of response within a day or two. When it goes past that day or two, that's when you start thinking, what the heck? What happened? Well, you know, how did this experience go so bad? Yeah, it, it's a great point. It, it all comes down to that communication. I mean, good or bad, you need to hear something because it, it lets you keep moving forward. How many times have we just been sitting, waiting for that response and ask, oh, did we hear back from so-and-so? Oh, no, nothing yet. Well, you know, I guess we got to move on. Forget that guy. Yeah. I mean, so that brings up a, a funny story that I 
I feel a little silly about, but you know, I do want to tell our listeners that that you know, I have in my mind this list of of people, companies, whatever that I I never want to engage with, and uh, in a lot of cases, um, we're seeing people getting added to that list uh, more than we'd expect. I guess I think the dream is for you to someday, when we're wildly successful, to reach out to those people and say, "Hey, buddy, how's it going? This could have been you. You could have been here at the ground floor." You just, you know, call us back. <laughs> Didn't quite make it. Oops. <laughs> all right, all right. So those are good air quote customer experiences. What about when we've actually been a customer? Ah, uh, okay. So, you know, we are developing a platform that is going to take the tools that we're already using and just make them better. And so we've sent out probably about five different quotes now to five different companies to, you know, outline our requirements and try to get just a, a baseline cost back. We've gotten back maybe two out of those five. That means three other companies that, I don't know, either they're not interested in, in us as a customer or they're not willing to take our money, which seems kind of crazy, or maybe they're busy with other stuff. I mean, how does how does companies stay in business if they're not taking customers? I have no idea. I mean, we talked about it, I think, in one of our podcasts previously where, you know, if you're expecting growth and you're losing customers, you got to grow even more. And so if you're, you know, people are beating down your door to, to get a quote from you to, to become a new customer and you're not able to actually answer the, the door, this is a big problem. And I think that help can come in and, and help out. I mean, we're not door answers, but we kind of are, right? I think that's the key thing. We're focused on that customer experience. We're, we're focused on communication because we know that communication leads to a positive customer experience. It goes back to the story I told you. Again, Bernie. He couldn't always solve the problem. He wasn't necessarily the most technical guy, but he was great just communicating with the customer. He left them feeling as though they were heard, they were understood, and even if he didn't resolve the issue, he would reach resolution. The key is that he was there for the customer. And that's what that's the problem we're trying to solve. We're trying to make sure that we, on your behalf, you, are there for your customers so that your customers get that communication, that they don't feel ghosted. They don't have that waiting feeling, that that bitterness from not getting the response when they think they would. Yeah. And, and while we're going to be there immediately, we're also going to set that expectation so that we don't leave anybody in a lurch, right? Or we're going to do a follow-up based on what you'd like us to follow up on. If it's a day, if it's two days, if it's whatever, that'll all be communicated to the customer. All right. I'm in the middle of this thing. I'm going to get a response back in two days. You better believe you'll get a response back from Helped within two days. I think that's one of the coolest things we do. I, I love that we follow up the customer to make sure that our resolution actually was a successful resolution. All right. All right. We're going a little bit long here. <laughs> we made the promise to keep it under 10 minutes. We went way over last week. We went a little bit over the week before. We don't want to make that a trend. We want to avoid the trifecta. We're going to keep this one under 10 minutes. So let's move on now to our tech support story. This one's from Reddit. Uh, it's from uh, Tales from Tech Support. It's from user Afraid of Poutine. I'm not sure if they're Canadian or maybe just afraid of the Canadian invasion. They work at a support desk for a, a restaurant, a retail chain. Uh, most of the calls come from pissed off employees. And they want to tell us about an employee called Keyboard Drew. This call came in at the end of their closing shift. I was a manager who sounded very frustrated when they answered the call. David, are you going to be Keyboard Drew, or do you want to be the rep? Well, since I am afraid of poutine, uh, I'll be the rep. All right. Let me get my uh, my angry customer, my frustrated customer character. Whew. 
This is the fourth time I called this week. I've spoken to the VP of IT, so he's very aware. My internet is down. Nothing is connecting to the Wi-Fi. We need you guys to send a tech to replace everything. I'm good friends with the CEO. Do I need to get him involved to get you guys to do your job? The rep's ears are hurting as uh, the caller is on their rant. Uh, they've checked the access points. They see multiple devices connected to the Wi-Fi, and they do all have internet connectivity. Well, I'm seeing a few devices connected. Is there one in particular that you're having issues with? My computer won't let me sign in. The keyboard won't let me type my username. And before you even think about telling me to, I've rebooted the computer like 10 times. Changed the batteries. Nothing is working. Hmm. Well, I would like to try a few other things if you don't mind. Can you please reseat the USB dongle? It's possible the keyboard is out of sync. I don't know what that is. Stop talking to me in your tech speak. Just send a tech to fix the internet. Uh, Katie, wireless keyboards don't run on Wi-Fi. There will usually be a small dongle that connects to the computer. Apparently that correction angered the caller, and there were some mumbled obscenities on the other line. Reseating the dongle, though, didn't resolve the issue, so as a last Hail Mary, the rep asked the caller to send a picture of the keyboard. And when they did, the issue was pretty apparent. Katie, on the top right corner, there's a notch you can move. Please move it to turn the keyboard on. Caller angrily hangs up the phone. The CEO never came into the department to discuss the, the keyboard's internet. Okay, so they reset everything, but they didn't turn anything off or turn anything back on. Because if they had, they would have seen that that little switch would have turned it on. That's why it's always the first thing that a tech tells you. Turn it off, turn it on again. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of The Helped Podcast. Vroom, vroom. Vroom.